Do you need more friends? Are you hoping to fit in with people to associate with them? Are you tired of living a lonely existence that reminds you that we're all gonna die in agony and darkness before being consumed by the void of nothingness that awaits all living creatures? Hi, I'm Gowan Sloopadoop, and I've got a solution for you, the Players Guild where you can listen to other people trying to beat off their looming depression by playing games and pretending to laugh at other people's jokes. For the low, low price of selling your soul to the devil, you can hang out and enjoy the wacky adventures that these rascals get up to. Roll the dice, feel the fun of fantasy, and remember that your new daddy is Satan himself. Prepare for adventure with your trusty sword in hand, your closest companions at your side, and the packed demon who hangs on your back. A constant reminder of the deal you struck to find your own happiness. So come on down and let's help you get into a brand new game of Dungeons & Dragons. Welcome to the Players Guild, a podcast of regular people playing in fantastical worlds. Join us as we go on adventures, roleplay, and tell some fun stories. I'm Tyler Clausen, and I'll be running our first game. We're playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition in a homebrew world that I've filled with indie-produced adventures from around the internet. Our players for this campaign are Alexa Tibbles, playing Westra, the half-elf druid, Britt Winchester, and who's playing Enrique, the fabulous human bard, Gage Runkle playing Cestubus Ironhide, the oddly tall dwarven artificer, and J.T. Owens playing Krontold, the goblin monk. We join our crew as they prepare to return to their hometown after years of service in the military, fighting in the turncoat conflicts. When they are gathered together by General Gowan, they were informed that the war was over and that their country had lost. He challenged them with the protection of Yonder Valley, the idyllic setting of their small home. After witnessing the murder of the general, they packed up his body and began to trek home, body in tow. Their final mission? To bury the body of the last of the Valley Sentry. The carriage wheels creak as they stop. The weight of the body within drops the front of the cracked and well-traveled car low to the ground. Wooden floorboards of the dock soak in the rain that streams down from a diffused and gray sky. Colorless light fills the wet air as the large river rushes past the unattended ferry dock. Four young travelers stand looking over the flooded, fast-running river the smell and feel of rain holding firm within their cloaks. Drops of water running past the emblems of the military that they had once served. Their faces obscured by leather hoods and stormy day shadows. Questions arise in their mind. They had come here to cross the river. It was their final obstacle before home. It was now the only thing in their way. But where was the ferryman? Had it been so long that they had been here that the ferryman had left? Had the ferry closed? Had Brother Barrows died or moved on? Who was going to help them across? 
the ferry on the other side of the water thrashed in the cold, the massive clank of wood holding steady on the rough waters. A lantern on the opposite dock sways in the wind, lighting the small shelter of the ferryman, but no figure comes out to wave them down. No sign of life. Here our travelers wait, the dead general as their cargo, staying dry within the confines of the broken down wagon. They wait, not knowing if anyone will come. They wait on the shores of the babbling Bark River in the cold and shuddering rain. What are our four travelers doing at this moment? Um, I'm pointing out that I am also a babbling bard. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> as our first traveler takes the hood off of her head to get a better look at the at the river, uh, which she suddenly realizes has some sort of connection and and title to her. Uh, what do uh, what do the others see as as you pull down your hood? I don't remember what I'm supposed to look like. Um, so Indrique has straight black hair Um, she's got like an olive complexion so basically looks nothing like me Um, and she wears like a like a brick orangish tunic and uh, carries her melodica on her back which she's probably keen to bust out any minute now all right um, anybody else want to uh, talk about their character real quick? Westra is uh, lighter complected half elf. Uh, she's got deep green eyes and almost mahogany red hair. Uh, she's wearing a cloak that's almost gray. It's got a tinge of green to it that covers the rest of her, you know, brown basic leathers um she's got a bow on her back (laughs) how does westra feel about standing at the river right now being drenched in the rain and no ferryman to take her across mixed feelings it's it's (laughs) feels good to be in the rain um very content with the rain but also uneasy not sure what's about to happen and don't really like that. All right, so Kron 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 told. Um, yes, you nailed you it. Got it that time. <laughs> How do you fe- How do you feel about the fact that he's not around? Uh, he's super disappointed, uh, taking a swig from his flask, not really hiding it, just completely in the open. <laughs> All right, yeah. So while Cestibus <laughs> might uh, pop out a small a small swig. Sesubis, what do you? What does your character do? I just, I just stare at the river. <laughs> <laughs> I take a really sexy peek at Crontold's uh, flask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, and uh, you guys um, notice the uh, the river has the the ferry on the other side um and so you have to you have to get over there um westra and uh inrique inrique i'm still gonna have to work on that on that r role uh (laughs) 
uh, you guys both perceive that uh, there is the rope going across the river from uh, the tree. It's anchored into the tree behind you, and it runs tightly across the river um, to an anchor on the other side. Um, you can see the lantern uh, kind of gleams uh, and gives you sight over there a little bit, especially your half-elven eyes there, Westra. Um, you're able to perceive that a little bit more. Um, so, um, Cestubus, uh, you you have an idea. Yeah. Why don't I just swim across and then climb onto yeah. the raft? Yeah. And then I'll just <laughs> pull it back. Uh, you guys... Does that seem safe to you, darling? <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. I, I'd like... I kind of want to see this play out. <laughs> uh, you guys notice, I mean, um, Sesimus looks like a dwarf, although he is a little bit taller than most dwarves would be. Uh, so he's a beefy boy. Uh, so if anybody here is going to be able to pull that thing across, it looks like he should be able to do that. Uh, so do any of you guys have any rope or anything that you want to tie on to him? Yeah, oh. Sesimus, wait a moment. Let's let's get some rope around you just in case... Uh... Let's go south. Yeah, I'll toss mine in as well. Yeah, I mean... I, yes, I've got a length uh, of rope here as well. I, I don't really need it. I'm I'm a pretty decent swimmer. He says as you all... Just in case. You guys all look out at the stormy water of the river. Um, <laughs> you each uh, make sure that the knot is secure around his waist um, and that it's not the rope isn't going to give way. Um, and eventually, Sestubus, you jump in the river and... Uh, due to your roles, you swim the wrong way <laughs> and start to get pulled <laughs> downriver uh, by the current. Um, so now I need everybody to make a strength check. Uh, anybody who is holding on to the rope, at least, to make a strength uh, check to see if you hold on to him. It was only Kron told. <laughs> Got a, an 18. Oof, that's a five. No. Seven. Okay. Uh, almost single-handedly, as if she knew what was going to happen, uh, <laughs> Enrique, uh, grab, just like, she does like that, like, uh, um, when people are like pulling horses, <laughs> that stance that they take <laughs> where their legs are just perfectly poised. She's already like that as you jump in. And so basically when you start going the wrong way, <laughs> she just stands still and holds you tight. Uh, <laughs> uh, she anchors you in and pulls you back in. Um, I, I'm going to say you, you, uh, man, already, I'm going to say you suffer a, a point of exhaustion, uh, which is pretty oh, bad. Um, it, second time's a charm. Let's go. <laughs> <clears throat> Do you really? You're, uh, hold on. Suffering from I, exhaustion I have, is not a small uh, thing. It's kind of a big deal. Um, but if you if you take a, a rest, you'll be able to recover that. No, bit. no, I'm fine. Crontold flask, buddy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you kind of need this more than I do right now, so here you go. Actually, I am pretty cold. I think I'll just sit here. <laughs> uh, you, you probably need to warm up. That water's probably pretty cold. And this is some... It's strong. It'll warm you up. All right. Anybody have any other ideas? might have some what if i tied the dart to the rope and threw it at the boat and tried to grapple it 
you want to throw a dart 60 feet hard enough to grab onto a raft so that you can pull the raft towards you. I'm a monk, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just watch Crunkle like arguing with himself over there. <laughs> What's the range of a, of a dart? 20 to 60. So with disadvantage, you can throw this and possibly Okay. I mean, I'm not drunkenly swimming downstream, so I think I might be able to get it. All right, man. Uh, do do your thing. Give it a try. You said disadvantage? Yeah, because you're going over 20 feet. Okay. <laughs> oh, how did I do worse? <laughs> It was a three and then a two, so five. Okay. You guys watch him like like Major League Baseball wind up, and he just tosses <laughs> this thing. Again, you're in a storm, uh, so it picks it up and just just flings it downriver further. Um, obviously, you're holding on to the rope, um, so you take time to, to pull it back, I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? I think I have a crossbow. I don't know what the range on it is, though. Hold on. Yeah, along those lines, I was thinking about where a crossbow. I also have a crossbow. Uh, okay. Uh, if you guys want, you can all shoot yeah. your crossbows at it. <laughs> well, Not I my boat. Why are you attacking my boat? <laughs> <laughs> Like a dog's eyes. If you're sure you have a crossbow and you know like how long it can shoot, please, by all means, I'm still like digging through my character It's sheet. 80 to 320. Have at it. All right. So, so oh, it nice. goes 80 feet. Correct. Now, are you just shooting a crossbow bolt? No, I definitely have my rope attached to it. So you're going to put a rope on a crossbow bolt and then, and then fling it uh, forward. Mulan style. Mulan style. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. I just. Uh, okay. So. Uh, just realized that. <laughs> uh, so go ahead and give me a roll to see if you hit. Um, I I kind of want to give you disadvantage just because you have a piece of rope attached to your crossbow or your, your bolt. But you know what? I'll just let you do it. Let's just do it. I'm excited to see if this works out. All right. Is uh, anyone else doing it or just me? No, let's <laughs> let you try again. You know, it's probably just yeah. stupid anyways. I just got to. Yeah. Nah. Why don't you hand me the flask? Hand, hand me the flask back in the meantime. Oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. All right, here goes nothing. Uh, 14. 14 to hit? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll say that hits. Uh, so you, uh, beyond anybody's expectations... Uh, in your drunken state, you shoot a crossbow bolt and hit this raft, and it's it's holding it's holding on pretty tight. Nicely done. Thank you. You know, I I just realized something. Instead of trying to swim across, I probably could have just held onto the rope and just pulled myself across. But anyways, <laughs> do you think it's Stable enough to pull a whole raft across with just one crossbow bolt? Suppose I mean, we out. don't. Do we have enough rope to shoot a second one in there? It's 60 feet across. You each have 50 feet of hemp and rope. 
Yeah, so we could shoot another across. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. I'll shoot across as well. Better safe than sorry. All right, Enrique, go ahead and roll uh, an attack for me <clears throat> with your crossbow. Twenty. That's wow. Twenty. Nice. Ooh, All right, you get it in, heck yeah. and, and it's like it's deep in there. Um, you're able to like weave it through a couple of pillars and like get it to like hold <laughs> extra hard on there. So uh, go ahead. She curved the bullet. <laughs> yeah, he curved the bullet. <laughs> uh, and I see then, it's tied uh, itself so, into uh, a bow. Who's who's <laughs> pulling on which uh, which bolts? Who's pulling on Enrique's bolt and who's pulling on Incestuous's bolt? Um, I mean, do I we want to do two and two? Yeah, couldn't probably couldn't recommend myself making a go solo of it. Not a not a particularly beefy lass. Okay, so basically, I'll do this, Enrique and uh, Incestuous. If you guys each want to pull, or whoever wants to be the lead person on each rope, make a strength saving throw with advantage because somebody's helping you. So who who do you guys want to actually be the lead pullers of each rope? Are, uh, are, are the boys particularly strong? I have plus one. I mean, on a scale of one to five, I've, I've got about a one. You say in character. <laughs> like, if I was to kill myself, <laughs> like, between one and twenty's worth of quantity, I would probably be, like, eleven or twelve. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I've, I've got, like, a, a two... So I'll, I'll I can, back you up. <laughs> okay, I'll take lead on uh, on the one that I shot. Okay, that's super sturdy. And then Westra and, and Incestubus, which one of you is stronger? Not me. Okay, okay. So Incestubus, you will roll with advantage because Westra is helping you, and then uh, Enrique, you will roll with advantage because Krontold is helping you. Roll strength. Hey. Ooh, 20, not net. Okay, you can re-roll with advantage yeah, to I, see. Yeah, I, I got a dirty 20 okay. on my second. Okay. I got a 14. Okay, so Two 20 dirty 20s. It. Yeah. Uh, so you guys pull this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it takes a little bit of work, and at first it seems like Incestuous's arrow is going to come out, but eventually with the help of Enrique's, um, Enrique's pull, it's able to get enough leverage that you guys are able to kind of pull it across. It's It takes a bit of time, but eventually you do it. You pull it across, and you have the fairy right in front of you. Well done. Excellent. And next we on the next episode... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to wrap it up right there. <laughs> you, solved my, you solved my fairy riddle. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, so you guys uh, have the ferry in front of you. What would you like to do? Uh, we should probably get on the ferry. Oh, get on it, I suppose. Yeah, Krontold's just jumping right in. Okay. And then Sestibus, you getting on? I go to jump in, but I trip on the ledge and I fall face first onto the raft. <laughs> I love how you give yourself a, a, a critical fail. I know my own <laughs> skills. Okay. You didn't even give yourself a chance, man. <laughs> That's fine, man. There's That's a strong goblin distill in that flask. <laughs> you uh, you fall face first onto this raft, 
And uh, and so the four of you guys are on the raft. Um, what next? Would anybody like to hear a song? I suppose. Yeah. Oh, you're supposed to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's pretty damn gloomy outside. I could use some cheering up. You guys are on the raft. True. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. I guess I'll just pull this thing myself. <laughs> okay, all right, there we go. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Um, so you, so you begin pulling. The four of you are on the raft, and you begin pulling. And I sing "All Star" by Smash Mouth on, <laughs> on, your, on your melodica. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, now I need to get yeah. like a melodica soundboard so, so we can, can start playing make it. some fun shit happen. So I'm gonna say you're about a, a quarter. You're a quarter out. Uh, I need everyone to make a history check for me, or intelligence check, whichever one you want. Twenty-one. Great. Uh, nineteen. Awesome. Dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Uh, Seventeen. Great. You guys all simultaneously remember you are carrying something with you. <laughs> oh yes, I'm forgotten. Pull us back and test this. Quickly stops. <laughs> And you guys all at the exact same time. The general! <laughs> Just record scratch. Home alone <laughs> style. Yeah. Kevin! <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, so there's a dead body uh, sitting in a carriage uh, back on the other side of the river. Do you guys want to go back for it? I walk back to the other yeah, side of the room. Incestuous pull us back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's go on back and uh, do it, give it the old Texas redo. All right, there we go. So you guys head on back. Uh, you load up the body. Um, that was me trying to help you guys. I kept saying thank you yeah, over and over and over again. The Appreciate four of that. you. Um, you load up and incestuous. Go ahead and make uh, an athletics roll for me. Woo. 21. Awesome. Uh, so alone, you pull the entire group across with uh, with your your massive, little bit taller than normal dwarven muscles and um, get you guys safely to the other side of the river where the ferryman's shelter is. The cottage of the ferryman is waiting for you. The lantern is lit, which normally, um, from what you guys remember how this ferry worked, basically... The lanterns are generally not lit. And then um, if the ferryman is uh, not on the side of the river that you are on, you would light the the lantern and then he would he would see that as, oh, I need to go over to that side. He'd grab you, put out the light and come back. Um, so that's that's kind of how this works. So it is odd um, that this lantern is on and nobody is waiting for the ferry and then just to the what was the ferryman's name uh you guys know him as brother borrows uh and you you do see as you um get off of the off of the ferry brother borrows cottage is just to the right uh just close by he pretty much lives here and and hangs out and and waits for if people need needs a ride can can anyone give me a boost? I'm I'm gonna see if anyone's in here. Yeah, yeah. 
Is there like a, a knocker or something on the door? Uh, no, it's a pretty, it's not a fancy place. It's, it's a cottage. It's almost a shack, but it's, it's pretty well kept up. Um, so it's just a pretty basic, uh, wooden door. There is a window on, you know, to the right of the door that you could peer through if you wanted to sneak a peek or if you want to go up to the door, it's up up to you. I'm going to, I'm going to steal a boost and, uh, peek in the window. Okay. So Westra boosts you up a little bit. Um, and, and you take a look, go ahead and give me a perception check. Oof. That's a eight. Um, you don't see much. The, uh, the windows are a little, um, well, for one, it's a lot of rain. Um, and then from the inside, it seems like it's a little grimy. Um, so it is hard to see. The only thing you can really make out is there's a soft light coming from inside. Um, something akin to embers from a fire you can't even really make it out though it's just kind of like a small light yeah i got nothing anyone want to knock yes let's see if anybody's home might as well i'm gonna kind of sneak to the side so that i'm kind of right out of the door line okay in case uh anything shady happens it's probably best (laughs) the goblin isn't seen either people kind of hate us so i'm gonna hide too okay who's knocking on the door me. Okay. Nobody answers the door. You guys wait. A, 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 there's that moment where you guys are waiting, and it's like, okay, you knocked, but are are they sure they heard it? Are you, like, do you knock again? Or are they, like, is it going to be that moment where, like, you literally are about to knock for the second time, and they are opening the door, so it sounds like you're just being impatient? Uh, <laughs> this is the stuff that goes through my head. When I knock on someone's door, I, I figured everybody <laughs> thinks this stuff, but I guess not. Um, no, absolutely, I do. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm an anxious mess, Tyler. Come on. I will stand there for an <laughs> awkward amount of time. Just waiting for someone to answer. <laughs> like, yeah, Gage, it's been two minutes. You can knock again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what an hour passes, and we're like, <laughs> I'm not home. It's <laughs> the yeah. worst with an apartment, just in case you read the number wrong. You just text. Check the text message over and over to make sure it's the right door number. Yeah. Uh, So you guys knock and then you each pull out your cell phones uh, and look (laughs) to make sure you're at the right spot. Um, No, you wait a bit and then you knock again. There's no answer. Okay. I'm going to pick the lock. Uh, Okay. Go ahead and pick the lock. Roll a uh, dexterity check for me. Don't mind if I do. Um, Do you have thieves tools? Or a lock pick. I do. Um, hold on. I don't actually. I'm used so used to playing a rogue. I'm like, of course I do, but <laughs> no. Um, but I did roll an eighteen. Okay. Um, I say, you're looking for one of these, and I pull out my thieves tools. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I am. So you can add your proficiency to it if you want to use his his help, and you can roll with advantage because he helped you. Not that it matters. Okay. You unlocked it. It, it actually. Yeah, I mean, it's twenty-four. Yeah. If we want to go, to be completely buck wild honest, with it. it wasn't Don't. locked in the first place. I was going to say. <laughs> so I accidentally lock the door, yeah. and then I unlock it. Yeah, you lock it with your eighteen, and then he hands you a set of of lock picks, and you unlock it with the twenty-four. <laughs> Well done. He's like, yeah, it looks like you're having trouble. This is how this is how you game the system because you just got experience for all that. 
<laughs> just sit there and lock and relock and unlock, and you'll just level up, and then you'll be ready to fight Bathmet in no time, man. <laughs> um, we all just take turns at this door leveling up. <laughs> yeah. Just like fighting the door. <laughs> Attaching a sword to the side of the door so we can spar with it. So uh, you guys open the door uh, to Brother Barlow's Brother Barrow's cottage. The homely and comfortable cottage that the ferryman lives in is abandoned, though not for very long. The ferryman's light is on outside, signaling to no one that the ferry is called to the southern shore of the river. The rain sounds outside the cottage, adding to the solace of the room and bed. A fire's embers still glow. A book lays open on the table, a melted candle dripping down onto the wood. And a bed made perfectly undisturbed. I want to peep that book. You would. What's in the book? Shit, I don't have my book of... Read it to us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to send you a PDF that is the whole book. It's it's like Where the Sidewalk Ends by Shel Silverstein. (laughs) No, it's... uh, (laughs) It's the third. It's the third book in the Patrick Rothfuss trilogy, Kingslayer's trilogy. <laughs> he's he's it right now. <laughs> we got so hungry for it, we had to write it ourselves. <laughs> it's fanfic. It's Harry Potter fanfic. <laughs> Don't start. <laughs> oh no. What do, what do you mean you've always loved me more, Hermione? I thought you were with with Ron. Love you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Says Neville. Okay. So what's in that book? I'm looking I'm looking up a random book generator. It's okay. uh So I'm assuming there's not much going on with the book. There's nothing oh, going shit, it's a you book. found some <laughs> It's a. It's, okay. it's just a. It's just a book. You've read it before. It's boring. I'm gonna pee. It's, it's if a moose ate a muffin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. How, can we do just like a a scan of the cottage and see if we notice anything? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I peeping under the bed inside. since I'll fit. You know, I uh, I just want to say that I I support union breaks. Um, <laughs> you know you. The guy at the raft, you know, he he wasn't there, and now this is empty too. So I, it's kind of it's a creepy. little inconvenience. You are right, Sestuous. So, uh, you guys take a. You need me to roll a perception, or no? It, there's really nothing in this in this room. It's you guys take a while and <laughs> and look through everything. Um, again, the bed is undisturbed. Um, someone made it and didn't sleep in it again from the idea that, from the idea that the wax candle, uh, what are your guys' intelligence at? Everybody's intelligence. What's it at? Plus four. Plus one. Plus four. Great. Mine. I'm plus one. Um, so Sestubus, you, you mark the, the fact that the candle is completely melted Someone left this burning. Obviously, someone was reading here and then left without putting out a candle. Um, The glowing embers of the fire show that there was a fire, 
but someone left without putting it out. Um, with a bed being made and then undisturbed, most people um, who have the habit of making their bed do it in the morning. So someone woke up, spent a day doing something, at the very least reading, and then left in what almost seems like a hurry. The clothes are still in a dresser or in a trunk. Um, there's nothing to be found that shows that they did much packing or scavenging through other than you guys looking through stuff right now. This place has been ab abandoned in a hurry. Can I walk out and see if there's any, I know it's raining, so there's probably not footprints or anything, but if there's any sign around of like a path someone could have taken from this place. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make a nature check for me. All right. Okay, that one's 17. And then, uh, so, dirty 20. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's actually lots of tracks, and they all lead south towards Haberdashery Woods. This is a well-worn okay. well path. People come over the ferry from uh, King City all the time. And um, so just that alone, there's, there's a very defined path. Uh, within the mud of the storm, um, you can see there are footprints. You don't know really how old they are because um, rain has washed them a bit, but you can tell it's it, it's been a, a day or so. There is a good <clears throat> path leading south to Haberdashery Woods, as you would expect. Okay, so right. we're thinking he must have gone to haberdashery wood right there's no other tracks leading anywhere else i mean I it's a lead yeah i mean like unless he drowned oh uh, he was kind of swole so i say we follow the path okay instead of dragging the river for a yeah. body it, like, i was gonna say let's remember to take <clears throat> the body with us this time yeah good call <laughs> what 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 time of day is it <clears throat> Uh, it's it's afternoon. It's probably close to evening, but not quite there yet. Yeah, I'm with Grontol. Uh, let's keep going. Cool. Yeah, let's bomb a nose. Wonderful. Uh, <clears throat> you guys begin traveling south towards um, towards your goal, which is Haberdashery Woods. The four of you start walking. And we have the body. There you go. And yeah, the, five, the five of us. <laughs> We're doing the... It's been is reanimated. It a, is it in a casket or is it like... It is a body in a carriage in a small like farming wagon type thing. It's just covered. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I have it tied to my waist and I'm reading. If you gave a moose a muffin. <laughs> <laughs> I did take the book. <laughs> I it, don't know how to read. It is, it is not. Your intelligence is plus four. Yes, you can read. <laughs> it's a secret, though. Shh. Hey, what's up? I'm Sestubus. I'm 17, and I never fucking learned how to read. <laughs> so, dude. Uh... Gosh dang it. I'm trying to get back into the somber writing that I wrote for this session. Damn it. Yeah. <clears throat> Come on, guys. Let's get serious. Serious. It has been years since our travelers have set eyes on the small town. Puddles collect within the muddy streets, leading to a cobblestone collection of paths stretching from east to west, the main road that runs through Haberdashery Wood. 
The road that they took southward passed them by a large three-story mansion, identifying it as the Regency's manor. What was her name? Why is it so dark in there? The smell of the bakery wafts through the air. A sweet, fulfilling smell of bread reaches back into the minds of the travelers. It reminds them of their childhood. It takes them back to a time before war. Each of them ponders on a memory. Do any of you guys have a specific memory of the marketplace in Haberdashery Wood? Anything you want to add to this? Oh man, it's been a while. I wonder if Old Man Evergreen's still at the bakery. Um, I mean, I, I have a memory of like sneaking in to like play the bagpipes at uh, Ms. What's Her Face's stall in the market. I remember uh, buying the stale bread from the bakery and going and feeding it to my animal friends in the woods. A small collection of stalls fight the storm, empty from the vendors and void of merchandise. Homes of the villagers, those that work the fields and run the shops, sit in neat and tidy rows. They surround the massive plots of land that they work. Most of the humble houses sit dark and quiet. Only a select few spill plumes of smoke from their chimneys. Two buildings have their lanterns lit in the dark stormy mid of day. One next to a massive tree. Its sign has a unicorn with a massive golden horn protruding from the wood. The other on the edge of the southern cliffs. Its sign, a skeletal hand holding several coins. Where would you guys like to go? I'd like to go to the unicorn store. <laughs> the unicorn? Yes. Uh, it is It is a, an actual building. It's not a stall. Um, and it's it's next to a, a big tree. Uh, probably the tree is, is big enough to give you guys a little bit of break from the rain. So it is a good spot to kind of rest the, the carriage if you guys want to leave it there um, and go inside. Yeah. Let's check it out. Tear shit yeah. up. All right. I blindly follow everyone. Yeah, I didn't spend much time in town when I was here. I just spent it on the outskirts in the woods, so I'm I'm willing to explore. You guys enter the building. The somber feel of the town melts away as the travelers enter the bright and warm space within the Lucky Unicorn. Several booths jet out from the walls surrounding the main dining area. Red plush seats calling to the weary. A bar to the right upon entry where a young man wipes down a countertop and whistles a soft tune. He quickly moves as he sees the newcomers, introduces themselves, and prepares some laminated menus. Ha oh, ha, dudes! Welcome to the Lucky Unicorn. I'm Trevor Ling. I will be your host for the evening. What brings such cool travelers to my establishment? We accept all people at the Lucky Unicorn because it's not just a unicorn that gets lucky here. It's everybody and not in a sexual way. I'm not told that I have to say that, but I feel personally that I do need to add that part because it's kind of implied. I slightly lean over to Kronzold and tell him, we gotta go lucky. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a family establishment and they said everyone gets lucky. So to make a family I think I like it here. <laughs> So, if you guys just want to take that corner booth over there, it's the biggest one. And as you can see, this town is dead AF, so nobody else is probably going to come in. <laughs> Trevor eventually brings you guys each uh, the drink of your choice. 
Um, and then as well, he offers you guys some appetizers, uh, fantasy uh, cheese, mozzarella cheese sticks, uh, which he says uh, are fantasy because there's no calories and you can eat as many as you want and they'd never make you fat. <laughs> can I question that? You want to do an insight check? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely you can. Uh, that's a nine. Nine. Uh, he's telling the truth, man. Like, this is a wonder of a food. Fantasy cheese sticks? This is great. I'm literally fucking amazed. <laughs> and he, he gives you guys just some ideas of, of what they have. So, uh, what brings you guys what brings you guys into the Lucky Unicorn? And what brings you to Haberdashery Woods? Well, we've got a body in the car, darling. I'm so uh what? <laughs> what? <laughs> We've got a body parked outside. Uh like a dead body? Is it covered up? Because this is a family establishment and I do not need dead bodies just hanging out outside. Oh yes, yes, of course. We're very discreet. <laughs> okay. I mean, it seems like the body wouldn't do much to deter people from coming in here. We're the only people in here. Well, you're the only people in here. <laughs> Makes a good point. For the moment. <laughs> Actually, you're you're yeah, absolutely when's... right. Nobody else is coming in. All of the kids, like the people that we have that generally come in, like the youngsters who hang out here, they're all off on a field trip, so they're not going to be anytime soon. And everybody else who's older usually goes over to the Penny Lynch anyway, so... You know what? Be- before you go, I'm I'm just gonna get straight to the point. Um, there's some cr- real creepy vibes going on around here. What's that about? Uh, are you talking about in this family establishment? Because if there's something creepy about it, I I would hope that I could fix that for you guys. No, no, completely besides you and the establishment. Great. <laughs> uh, so you're talking about the creepy vibes in Haberdashery Woods. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yes, those are the ones. For sure, for sure. Well, it doesn't help that there's a storm going on. It's like one of those, the beginning of a story where it's like the dark and stormy night. Like, definitely doesn't help the situation. Uh, but on top of that, you know, a lot of our people, a lot of our townsfolk and, and people uh, of any real trade, they got taken up by that war, yo. And, uh, like, it, it's a big deal, like... Our blacksmiths are gone. Uh, people who used to go hunting, they're all gone. Like, their skills are used in the war, and we're just kind of – we're just getting by, you know, in, in Haberdashery Wood. And, and only the people that really um, were needed here stayed here. And uh, and so it's become a bit of a ghost town, and uh, we're just hoping and praying that the, that the war ends and that our people can come home, you know? All right. Yeah, thanks, Trevor. Um <laughs> So you guys want to just scarf this down and uh, head on to the Penny Lich? Yeah, brah, let's nosh. Nosh, brah! <laughs> <laughs> um, who who did he say owned this place? It was Cal- Calamin? Yeah, Evergreen. I wonder if that's old man Evergreen, Evergreen that used to run the bakery. So you're saying we shouldn't dine and dash? <laughs> Probably not. Not not the best way to uh, make a first impression here. I mean, not gonna lie, this chicken's pretty damn killer. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it. Oh, it, yes. You want to try it? Oh no no no! I uh, my spaghetti is very delicious, and I'm already getting kind of full. So 
Check, please. Okay. Great. Well, yep. I hope you guys are able to get your dead body to where you need it to go. Um, where are you guys <laughs> heading to? You seen any uh, 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 Brother Barrows anywhere? Oh, Brother Barrows. Uh, he should be up at the ferry, shouldn't he? Like running that ferry, ferry thing that he does. Nah, shit's a ghost town, son. Oh, dude, no way. Uh, I know that there was a big scurry like a few days ago, and a and a bunch of important people just kind of vomited, dude. And like, I don't know what to say. It maybe he's one of the people that kind of took off with the whole party, you know? Do you know the way they went? You know, they left at night, and I, me and my girlfriend, <laughs> we were kind of hooking up, so I wasn't really paying attention or anything. Uh, but you know, uh, we're just. No, so no. All the two things that you should get from that sentence are one, I don't know where they went, and two, I can get it. Yeah, I'm sure you can, Travis. Well, you work at the Lucky Unicorn, and everyone, everyone gets here gets lucky. lucky, including my girlfriend. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> but not you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm, through her getting lucky, I also get lucky, dude. It's mutual respect. That's how it should be. <laughs> He he's uh, he goes over to the register and starts getting the tab taken care of. Are you guys sticking around the Lucky Unicorn or are you leaving? I'm looking to go get Schwasty at the uh, what was it, the Penny Lich? Yeah, I am absolutely ready to go to the Penny Lich. Bar hopping. Let's crush some brewskis. All, right. All right. So as you guys you guys are saying this as you're like walking out and. Uh, and Trevor even like he's like oh yeah you guys going out for some for the crawl dude that's fucking nuts dude anyway uh thank you so much for coming to the lucky unicorn I hope you guys have a fantastic evening if you get roped into that thunderlock uh bar crawl make sure you use everything on you to take care of the traps and puzzles do do not let your your nerves get ahead of yourself. <laughs> anyway, please uh, do not leave the dead body in front of my building. And remember, we are a family establishment and we welcome all lifestyles and peoples in through that door. Tell your friends about the lucky unicorn. Hey, hey, uh, Trevor. Yes, sir. How many drinks are you allowed on the clock? <laughs> uh, technically, zero. Uh, legitimately, I'm fucked up right now, so. <laughs> you ever had Goblin Moonshine? Yeah, dude. We, they fucking sell it across the, uh, at the Penny Lich, the, the Goblin Moonshine. They started selling it over there, dude. Yeah, that's commercial shit. Here you go. Try this one. I pour a shot oh, okay. from my flask and give it to Trevor. All right, he's going to roll a constitution scene. <laughs> <laughs> so he straight he takes the shot and he just oh dude this it oh and you can kind of like he was already pretty drunk um this sent him over the edge <laughs> yeah dude oh my god this is so good this is like you're totally right this is what they sell over there is like watered down or something this is pure stuff man Right, that's that's for the free ale. Oh, you guys are the best. I really hope you come back. You are officially my favorite customers, even though you can't remember my name. It's totally okay. Hey, I've been calling you Trevor <laughs> for like 
five minutes. Come on now. Nah, you're good. You're good. For reals, though, if you guys end up doing that Thunderluck, Thunderluck, uh, what? Oh, man, that shit's getting to me. Uh, if you guys end up doing that Thunderluck bar crawl, make sure you use everything you got on you and uh, don't don't trust any room you go into because <laughs> it is, the, uh, man, it's a bad one. It's a bad one that they got down there. Anyway, talk to you later. All right, so you guys walk out and you see the uh, Penny Lich is uh-huh. right across from the Lucky Unicorn. Lantern's on. Can we can we check to make sure our, our dead body's still there? <laughs> it is absolutely still there, uh, although okay. it is only underneath uh, tarp, basically, at this point. Uh, the wagon is not holding together very well. Uh, you can okay. probably move it one more time. <laughs> Before it, things start okay. falling off. Is uh, okay. is my armor in the cart by any chance? <clears throat> Go ahead and roll uh, a 20-sided dice. 11. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was saying the blacksmith's gone, so he probably has some overstock laying around if he left in a hurry. True. Yeah, I, I got my shop down the road. I'm sure we got some spare pieces down there. Let's head over to the Penny Lich. Okay. Yeah? The smell of alcohol takes hold in the air. The rain and mud from outside drip away. As the travelers walk through the door to this two-story building, they immediately feel the call of drink reaching for them. A large staircase directly across from the entry runs up the second floor of the building, the second floor balcony jutting out to look over the tables and bar of the inn, leading as well above to the private rooms. A massive fireplace lights the majority of the leisure area, surrounded by a large brown puffy sofa and several chairs. Tables throughout the inn hold candles and stains of the past enjoyed evenings. To the right of the entry, a door leads down, a padlock keeping the door closed and its mysteries safe. I dive bomb the brown puffy couch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Just like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just you just full on like dibs the whole sofa <laughs> in front of the in front of the fireplace. As you do, uh, you do get catch the eye of several of the other people that are in this tavern or in this inn, uh, and uh, they they look at you and and kind of give a small laugh, but then they go back to drinking uh, their own drinks. You know, I'll. I'm gonna go grab us four ales, and uh, as I turn towards the bar, I'm, I'm, I just want to get a good look at everyone I'm walking past. Okay. Um, um, these are these I are. I ask you to pass on the ale for me. That's okay. Grab four ales. I'll take the sec. <laughs> yeah, my boy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you. As you're walking past everybody at their tables, heading towards the the guy at the at the at the bar, you notice that these are villagers. I mean, these are farmers. They're they're there's nothing special about them. They live to do their job. They come here to drink, and then they'll go home, sleep, and do it all over again. Uh, go ahead and roll a history check for me. Okay. You can remember coming in here at least once 
when you were a child. And this is not what it was like before. Um, adventurers, travelers, um, warriors, and wizards, different people who led adve- uh, exciting lives, they would congregate here for something. Um, and they would drink and they would enjoy themselves. Um, but they but they were here for a reason more than just to drink. Um, this place has become a place where people just drink and there's really nothing else to it uh, and it kind of makes you sad uh, you go up to the the bar is anybody else doing anything um, I think I will just uh, sit on Indrik's feet because I want a part of that couch <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll deign to scooch my feet a little bit thank you Toad is uh, back she... up because he's not sure if goblins are allowed in this establishment like the last Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. You don't catch the eye of anybody, um, so you're still not sure. Um, and, yeah, Westra, you sit on a pile of mud from uh, <laughs> from Enrique's boots. Great. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> and, Sestibus, you walk up to the bar. There's a pretty sturdy-looking man. He's got a, a bushy beard. Um, what can I get for you? That's not the voice I want to do. Oh, how are you doing? How are you doing there? That's not what I want to do. Uh, what's up? What can I do for you? Uh, like, uh, four handles of ale. Okay. Anything else? No, I think that'll do it. Great. He's, he goes over, starts grabbing a glass, starts pouring for... Are you sticking around at the bar or are you heading oh, yeah. back? Okay. So he, he eventually makes him, turns around, sees you're still there, and goes, all right, makes my job easier. Hands them to you. That'll be, uh, <clears throat> that'll be 12 copper. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you got, uh, you got changed for a gold? Uh, no. <laughs> All right, um. <laughs> Put it on his tab? Why don't, why don't we just start a tab? Absolutely you can. Okay. Do you want to just give me the gold now and then you guys can try and meet it? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how. That sounds good. All right, he takes it, bites really it. Really good gold. Puts it in his... <laughs> Hey, before you. <laughs> Four drinks was just twelve copper. You got you just made this water. dude's night, yeah. Hey, uh before you go, um, you know, me and my me and my friends haven't been here in a while. Uh mostly just since the war started. Um I mean, you got anything crazy or any quick fillers that you can just let me know about or uh, you want, you are just in the war and you want to know what's crazy going on in the, in Haberdashery Woods? Oh, I'm a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> seems like it. Yes. It just seems a little off. It's, it's weird. It, it doesn't feel like home. Home? Are you from Haberdashery Woods? Yes, I am. <laughs> what are you doing back here? That is a damn good question and a long story. Don't look in the cart out front. Thanks for the bruise. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> he looks confused as you turn around and walk. I awkwardly walk back to the table. Yeah, yeah. All right, you're back standing with the others. Um, Enrique has made herself very comfortable, and Westra is wiping mud off her ass. I giggle as I hand both of his <laughs> and then hand Westra hers. All right. 
Thank you. So did he know anything about what was going on? Yeah, it's just a boring town. A boring place, I think, is kind of what I was getting at. I think, uh, well, I think someone else should ask him. (laughs) Does anybody here know yet that the war is over? Don't think so. Uh, No, I don't suppose they do, darling. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. I wonder if we should be telling people. I think they might figure it out. Mm, Yes, maybe in the morning. Uh, that's above my pay grade. That's true. I'm just still pretty cold from the river. <laughs> <laughs> the fire is, is going really, really good right now in this tavern, in this inn. Toasty. Did you ask him about the crawl? I didn't. Well, uh, if you guys are ready to get hammered, then... Uh... I mean, you know what? I always am. I'll go ask him. All right, well, let's go. I have... Uh, I have good charisma. I can go ask. Yeah, probably. Oh, that'd be and great. I, probably better you than me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was playing Sweet Home Alabama, but I've stopped. So, <laughs> um, Thank God. Yes, I'll go talk to the barkeep. All right, Enrique, you jump up okay. off the off the sofa and head over to the barkeeper who is currently wiping down the, the stains from another uh, um, customer. <laughs> Stains from the customer from their their uh, cups and things. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm standing behind her. <laughs> gross. Way to make it gross, dude. It's in a bar. What? Jeez. Uh, no, dude. himself. You hear Trevor? Dad. <laughs> Throw across the street. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so Kronzold, you're you're with me, but like yeah, I'm kind of being like the shadowy figure behind you. Okay. All right. Uh, the shadowy figure nobody can see behind oh. me. Go ahead and roll um, a stealth for me, real quick, Chronicled. Oh, that's not too bad. Twelve. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Uh, you approach the barkeep, and Chronicled is kind of hiding behind you a little bit, but doing that thing where like kids mm-hmm. like hide behind their parent, but then like peek around to look at the other. <laughs> adult. Um. He is my baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, and the barkeep just looks at and goes, uh, yeah, what do you have? Yes, good man. What can you tell me about the Thunderlock bar crawl? I yell across the bar. <laughs> uh, he she kinda, screams telepathically. Uh, he kind of gives you an odd look and is like, oh man, um, people haven't really asked about that in a really long time. Uh, where'd you, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, the the bar crawl. Uh, it's it's done by Thamius uh, uh, Thunderhead and Merp over there, and he points over to a, a couple. Um, one's a dwarf, um, uh, kind of a scraggly looking. He seems skinny for a dwarf, um, and then um, a human who has uh, a very long white beard um, and wears a kind of a flowing robe. He's like. Uh, that couple over there, they they put it on, um, but, you know, to be completely honest, uh, nobody's asked about it in a long time. I uh, We just kind of lock it up. Don't don't really do anything with it anymore. Nobody's around. So um, if you want more info, you can go ask them. They might be the ones willing to actually run it for you. Okay, cool. So we're going to talk to Thunderhead? 
and Merp. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's their names. Okay. (laughs) Is that actually their names or did I make that up? No, that you got it. You got it right. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Um, So. All right. So I say thank you, my man. And we move on to Thunderhead and Merp. Yeah. Uh, So as you approach them, you hear Thamus uh, Thunderhead going, uh, um, well, now, look. I understand your concerns, but uh, just because it hasn't been run in several years doesn't mean it won't work when everybody starts coming back from the war. And then uh, the the dwarf replies, "You know, here's the thing, man. I just I'm I'm not sure that it was safe to begin with, right? And now we're gonna if people start coming back from the war, <laughs> you know, um, what's gonna happen if one of our things?" breaks down and we can't control it you know i i just we gotta we gotta go down there at some point and actually run the thing <laughs> make sure it's gonna work um and i just now realized that i sound like beetlejuice so don't say my name three times please <laughs> <laughs> oh would that be merp 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 that's my voice though i merp <laughs> <laughs> I'm Merp. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so I am going to ask them about the the thunder crack <laughs> crawl. Uh, so I imagine you walk up and you just kind of blatantly it. say thunder lock bar crawl awkwardly at them. Just yeah. that. I say, tell me about the thunder the thunder crack bar crawl merp looks at you the thunder crack <laughs> it's for the love of god it is thunderlock it's not hard how come everybody ruins the name the part of the name that's my part thunder crack thunder fart thunder fuck i don't everybody gets your part thamius why does it, nobody get my part yes the thunderlock i'm sorry what was your name young young miss Yes, hello. My name is Indrik. Ah, Indrik. And uh, uh, why the fuck do you want to know about the Thunderlock Bar Crawl? Hey, fuck you, buddy. Oh, We're just looking for fun. we've been sent here by... I'm sorry, go <laughs> ahead. Kronzold. Fuck you, buddy. We're just looking for fun. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> says as he puts his hand on uh, Merp's hand. Thamius goes, I... Do apologize. My partner here gets a little riled up when he's, you know, uh, riled up. <laughs> anyway, um, I you guys say you're looking for a little fun, eh? Uh, I believe we can help you out with that. Um, we used to run the Thunderlock bar crawl here at the Penny Lich, um, where we would test adventurers and their adventuring skills and and uh, really help them start their path down you know towards glory if if one might will uh, and so if you are interested uh, is it the two of you just the just the goblin and the and the what are you dear you're some sort of minstrel are you a fighter who plays music or something I'm a bard darling oh how lovely. Uh, another arcane type user. Anywho, 
if you are, if the two of you are so inclined, I would be more than happy to uh, help you start the the Thunderlock uh, bar crawl, and and then you can you can find some fun as your little companion is looking for says. Little. Uh, I I think we're gonna like <coughs> holler at the other two and see if they went in on this on this hot tip. Yeah, I'll come over when I see when you, when I see and drink do like, like the. <laughs> Strangers! <laughs> Got some fun lined up over here! <laughs> okay. You guys holler over, uh, and Westra, you go over. Cestuous, are you leaving the, the warmth of the fireplace yet? I was zoning out the whole time. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. You just hear them yelling for you. I'm just going to grab his arm and dragon with yeah. me i i pull back just slightly to grab my beer and then i follow <laughs> okay so westra you pull cestubus <laughs> forward with you uh, as he grabs his beer uh the two of you join and merp <clears throat> merp goes now look all right guys i know that a lot of people are looking for fun and i, I understand that and uh Thamius, he's he's all about helping people have fun but i'm more concerned about the intricacies of how this thing is going to work because to be honest if something goes wrong it's on me i'm the guy that built it i don't know if you've heard of me i'm i'm merp lock tickler <laughs> uh, nobody anybody no nothing i see a couple of laughs there is there something funny that i just said did i just say something funny yeah i just thought about <laughs> you know something it's just an old old joke about a wagon you can just keep talking Okay, anyway, uh, if you guys want to do this, normally, you know, people are doing it for the glory. Uh, there's hundreds of people in here drinking and trying it one after another, and it's a big deal. Uh, if you guys want to do it just for the fun of it, I'm willing to let you do it. I just need you to understand a few protocols. So, are, are, you, are you really into this, or am I going to have to waste my breath here? Can I sign a waiver? Basically, I'm going to have you sign a waiver, yeah. Verbally. Uh, no, literally sign a waiver. I've got a piece <laughs> yeah. of paper. Uh, oh, that's right. I, okay. I am going to have to read over that waiver. <laughs> All right, well, let me go get it and can start reading through it. He goes to go get it. He <laughs> hops off his stool and heads over. Anywho, this is awkward. Uh, so what are you all doing in town? I sit there painfully awkward, just like I did when the bartender asked me. Where's Where's Barrows? We haven't seen him around. No, uh, he should be up at the ferry. If you're looking for him, he's the ferryman. Are you? Uh, how'd you hear about him? I uh, I mean, I've known him for a while, but um, yeah, he wasn't there. I'm sorry, he wasn't at the ferry. Did he have somebody else take over? Uh, no, our guy almost drowned. It was pretty funny. We pulled him out of the water. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's not there. I don't know where he's. <clears throat> All right. Um, <clears throat> the other young man, uh, Trevor, he said, uh, he said that a large group had left. And I was wondering, do you know anything about that? A large group? A large, large group, group leaving? leaving. All, all I know about is small the, group. the group of the children going on the field trip with, um, uh, the, the teacher that calls herself a wizard. <laughs> Although she's. Anything but, if you ask me. I've learned plenty about wizardry to know that all she knows is some archaic things. Anywho, uh, no, I don't know of any other group of people leaving other than that. Uh, I know that 
the Hunters Guild is they are their leader is off hunting something and I haven't seen the leader of the Knights Guild in a while. Maybe is he part of the group that you're talking about? That's what we're wondering. Just if uh if the ferrymen could have left with someone else. Oh, yeah. If anyone knows where he is. It is a possibility. Uh, as he says that, the dwarf comes back, um, and um, he uh, presents a scroll to you and says, look, this is where you're going to make your mark. He grins with a mischievous twinkle in his eye. After quickly scanning the spidery scrolled runes, you get the gist of the scroll that it declares neither you nor your kin can hold the Thunderlocks responsible for any loss or injury you incur in, on, or under the premises. You give the wizard and his uh, rogue friend um, a confident nod as you finish reading. Do you sign uh, this waiver? Is there any fine Uh print? There's no fine print. It basically is just like, look, if you die, it's not our fault. I sign it. I mean, can we can we kind of get an explanation as to what it entails first? Well, first you're going to go down there, and then a lot of shit's going to happen, and then you're going to hope you're probably going to come out. Um, we have things in place <laughs> because of my wizardry skills um, to keep people from dying, um, and mostly just teleporting out with... Uh, massive amounts of injury that uh, I could take care of in in, uh, a permanent sort of way. Um, Sometimes, and this is only sometimes, people get hurt so badly that even teleporting out doesn't work. But that is very rare and hasn't happened in years. What's the... All right. You haven't done it in years, right? She makes a good point. Uh, she she really caught on to your wordplay on that one there, bud. Shut up! Now, uh, what's the prize if we if we complete it? Oh, so much gold. And uh, um, <laughs> just knowing that you are worthy of being an adventurer in Yonder Valley, that's a big one. Lots of people came from all around to, to justify that one. How much gold is so much gold? Honestly, I would have done it for the one gold. <laughs> for the for the shh, one gold. Hush, hush, hush. Yeah, I've already signed the waiver. There is stuff to be found within the chambers, so whatever you find in there is yours to keep. Is is that all the gold you're talking about? You sign. All right, Sesubis signs it. Look, about- normally we have people pay us to do this, but uh, <laughs> as your uh, half elven friend here pointed out it has been some years and it needs a good test run so we're allowing you to do it for free cover the bar tab for the rest of the night and i'm signing if you win we will cover your bar tab for the rest of the night all right where's the line he points to it so you I sign. sign i sign okay. i'll sign Lester signs enrique I-, I signed i was first to sign i was oh, okay. signing while okay. they were still talking gotcha uh, as you hand back the quill and watch the magical sparkle shimmer across the scroll, the old wizard gives you a faded map and a sly wink while the wrinkled dwarf matches it and gives you a gruff low chuckle. He shakes his bald head dismissively before saying, Make you ready for the crawl then. Oh man, it's been too long since I've said that. Both dwarf and wizard eye you as you gather your gear and check your weapons. 
Finding them to your satisfaction, you head towards the dungeon entrance, which is the locked door that you saw when you first came in. You see next to it um, the the door that's locked, a plaque, and on the plaque are names of groups that have gone through this, uh, among such famed adventuring companies as the Rolling Beholders, the Band of the Hydra, the Frog Hop Foursome, the Iron Wenches, and the Unkillable Eight. These are all people who made it through. The door opens, and you guys are led to a staircase that leads down to the Thunderlock Crawl. You guys walk down a stone set of steps that lead down into a slightly wider chamber. Two crudely carved demonic statues, each with a bronze brazier, uh, a cup, uh, seated in their laps are on either side of an arched and open doorway, directly across from the cobblestone floor that uh, separates you. A dullish reddish glow illuminates a runic phrase across the top of the stony wall around the entryway. One brazier, one cup in the demonic lap, is lit with a blazing unnaturally red fire. The other bronze is ornament and stands cold and fireless. Is this like a what do you do adventurer situation? That's exactly what a <laughs> all of D and D is a what do you do adventurer situation. I didn't want to hear there was like a dramatic hold for applause or something. All right, and end of the show. <laughs> and scene. Yeah, when I go silent, that is one hundred percent opportunity for you guys to speak. That's why I go quiet. That's saying finally. No, I'm kidding. Have we gotten too far away from the cart yet? It's outside of the of the penny lich. You are beneath the penny lich. It was fine last time I checked. Would it be inappropriate for me to be, you know, say like, I'll be right back and then come back? <laughs> okay, so so you guys walk <laughs> down. Maybe. Let me reset this scene. You guys walk down this hellish view is in front of you with two demons <laughs> demon statues holding a uh, a bronze cup in in each lap and they're they're oh, both of them are on either side of uh, this door that leads to some hellish looking hallway as you guys walk down the staircase Cestubus quickly goes wait hold on turns around and runs off and leaves you guys standing there you gonna hide the cart all right Cestubus let's pick up with you what are you doing so I scurry over to the cart uh-huh and I I uncover the general yeah and I'm looking at him yeah and I'm like oh Jesus that was crazy okay and then as fast as I can <laughs> I I take the armor off of his dead cold body <laughs> <laughs> you uh by the way you are currently a dwarf and he is not he's a human being <laughs> I, am, I am aware so you're gonna put on this armor that's just a little too big yes beggars can't be choosers he's tall first Roll people 20 for me. okay <laughs> so just just a 20 17 okay great uh, as you're moving him around, you notice a, a extra pair, a, a set of armor that he had in his bag 
that you that happens to also be dwarven armor (laughs) 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 or maybe somebody just picked it up and threw it in there not thinking about it when you took off your clothes and jumped into the river earlier either way there's some dwarven armor that is exactly the same as what you had before and it's sitting there waiting for you oh perfect great you run back down and you meet up with everyone who's just standing there looking at these you know what hold on before before we get back to that do you guys do anything in this uh, chamber with uh, statues at all I mean I want a good look I want to look for like if there's like some kind of trap around the doorway or like if there's any difference between these statues okay go ahead and everybody make an investigation check for me Ten. Nice. Seven. Ooh. So Indrik is like, yeah, it's definitely a statue. Uh, is is Krontold doing an investigation? Yeah, I got a sixteen. Oh, okay. Uh, Krontold sees, uh, recognizes that the fire within the brazier, the the deep red unnatural fire, is uh, it's actually a continual flame spell, and that it's actually harmless magic flames. Um. And inside of the fire is a ra- as a key. I'm gonna grab it. Okay. Careful, uh, it's, it's, you- it's fake fire. It's like those little blowers that have oh. the little things of fabric that go up in the light. Mm. Is that magic? Oh. It's a, it's LED. So it's LED technology. <laughs> fantasy LEDs, which exists in this world. Also. Yeah, cell phones, LEDs, fantasy spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Um, does anybody read uh, does anybody speak dwarven I do but I'm not down there yet I do okay Um, so as you are investigating you read the dwarven runes that are above the uh, the archway and it says fire reveals the treasure but flame conceals the key Sestubus you uh, you hurry back, and you are now in the room with them. They're kind of looking at everything. You see that Kruntold is is hanging out by the statue that has fire in the blazer, uh, in the cup. And then there's another statue with a cup with no fire in it. Kruntold? Yeah? Did you put your name I mean, I could. I don't know what that would do, but yeah... He says calmly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put your name in the goblet of fire, Harry? He says calmly. <laughs> now there was, there was a key in it. It's fake fire. Beyond the rune-scribed doorway lies a long, wide hall. Even at first glance, it becomes all too clear that the hall is outright dangerous. Just beyond the doorway, the stone floor looks jagged and uneven. Beyond is a pair of crudely carved bearded faces that dominate the hallways, and the hall ends in a wide open doorway. The squared stones that frame the walls are constructed of thumb-sized holes arranged in perfectly spaced patterns that are reminiscent of five pips on a gaming die. As you take in what looks to be a very foul route, a booming voice decrees, Enter, heroes, and prove thy worth if 
Ye dare. Can we tell what the faces at the end of the hall look like? Are they Thundercock and... Uh, yeah, one of them definitely looks like Thundercock, and the other one definitely looks like uh, Tickle Trouser. Uh, do you guys enter the hallway? Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, I need everyone to roll initiative. All right, sorry. Sestubus, what'd you get? That's a five. Five? Okay. And Enrique? 20. And Contold? Crontold? Crontold got a 12. And West. Contoured. <laughs> Contoured. Westra. 18. As you guys walk in, the the archway that had uh, the, the runic writing on it on one side, uh, once you are on the other side of it, the first person to walk through some sort of some activates some sort of trap and a gate with spikes comes uh, down. You have only moments to react and everybody I just want to ask one last time everybody wants to jump into the hallway, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You guys all jump into the hallway and as the last person runs through the gate hits the ground and with it it suddenly starts to move forward and spikes come jetting towards you and it starts moving toward everybody um first in initiative is um is Enrique so if you Mm -hmm. want you can start moving forward yeah let's uh Let's dash ahead, shall we? Okay, so you move um, forward. Uh, as you do so, so does the gate. And uh, this it it's become uh-huh. basically a wall with spikes on it, and it moves forward by 15 feet. So everybody um, who didn't get to move yet, so Westra, you're the only one that actually gets hit, and you take five points of uh, piercing damage. Ouch. Five points? Five points, and it's moving forward now. Everybody else is being pushed by the wall. Um, At this point, it's about halfway through the hallway. Um, So if you want to run forward, you absolutely can. If you want to run forward, it's going to cost you like maybe 10 feet to actually get to the ruined area, which is where Enrique has stopped. Do you want to run past her, or do you want to stop where she stops? I mean, I want to stop. Okay. So, I, Westra, what is your AC again? 12. Okay. And uh, Enrique, what is your AC? 13. I'm sorry, what was that? 13. 13. Uh, the both of you get hit by arrows that come, uh, blood, uh, blunted arrows that come whistling down the hallway. Westra, you take three points of damage. Enrique, you take one point of damage. That brings us to uh, Krontel's turn. Uh, Krontel, you notice that the floor starts to vibrate and the boards of the floor beneath your feet start to kind of like pop up and down quickly. And it now makes this rough terrain. Um, And if you want to uh, run across it, you'll need to make a acrobatics check of 12. Um, how far away are the spikes and how far away from each other are they spaced? Um, they're, they're far. So you were able to avoid the spikes, but you are currently <clears throat> being pushed by the wall. 
um, and the spikes are far enough away that you as a goblin are able to fit between them pretty easily. Um, Sestubus is kind of right on the edge between two of them, but he was able to kind of get between a couple of them. Uh, I'm going to climb up onto the wall and have the wall at my back while sp- standing and holding onto the spikes and just ride the wall across. Perfect. Okay, go ahead and make a uh, an athletics check for me. Uh, 11. 11? Okay, good to know. Um, so you are currently uh, riding on the spikes and holding on to the wall as it pushes you through the entire hallway. Uh, Sestubus, um, you're a little bit bigger. It doesn't work as well for you, but you watch as your <laughs> little buddy it starts to kind of Spider-Man his way up to the, the spiky wall. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Sestubus, would you like to do anything? Uh, if possible, uh, I'd like to dash... It was difficult terrain, so it used up most of your movement. Okay. Okay, I crouch. Okay, so that's going to bring it to the next round, um, which means, uh, Enrique, it is your turn. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and dash ahead then. Okay. All right, you're able to just barely, just barely jump forward and keep this thing from really digging into you um, but it is a quick reminder that this thing is moving quick um, and uh, so do you want to keep running or do you want to take an action and do something okay I think I'm gonna take a page out of Krontold's book because I saw him do that thing and as I'm not as a not as handy as he is, but I'll I'll try to like climb up and just kind of chill on the wall. Let it take me across. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll an athletics check for me then. Okay, okay, twelve. Uh, uh, that is not gonna do it. You slide off, uh, unable to get a good grip. He is pretty small, and he's able to basically stand with his legs between two spikes you're a little bit bigger and it's just it's awkward with the other spikes jetting into your back um you can try again but it is going to get another opportunity of attack on you if you try i'm just gonna go for it then i'm gonna try to run forward um my speed is 30 feet okay so if you dash you can move 60 feet which means you should be able to get to the end of the wall or the end of the hall. I'll go for it. All right. I don't know what else to do, guys. <laughs> um, so you're, you just, like, you try to get up on these spikes and it doesn't work and you just, you decide, fuck it, I'm going to run for it. And you run, yep. um, you're able to get basically to the end of the hallway. You run past everyone and you're, you're right there. Um, that's going to be your turn. Um, then, um, the... Uh, the hallway moves forward another 15-ish feet. So it is about to catch up to everybody, and it is now right on your ass. I would like to cast Cure Wounds on Westra. Okay, great. Thank you. Because you're, you're in pretty bad shape, right? Like two, three hit points? I am, and you know... um. I could probably heal myself as well, but I totally forgot about casting spells right now because we're not, like, fighting. <laughs> okay. 
Oof. Okay, thank you. How how much was it? Um, seven. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that gets you like basically back to full, right? Yeah, one away. All right. I can also move, right? Like, yeah, if you'd like, you can move into the next section sure. if you want. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to split. I mean, what's ahead of me, I guess, is the question. Um, it's a hub-like chamber uh, with a shallow pit, um, and you can see something in the pit is like covered in furs and feathers, and then there's some woodwork that goes around the entire building, or the entire room around the pit. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to shim, start to shimmy across the the wood on the edge of the pit. Okay. And then Westra, it's your turn. Uh, I'll follow Indrik. Okay. Just kind of try to make my way with her. You start to go into the same room. Um, very quickly, things move uh, for Sestibus and uh, Corntold. Crontold, sorry, Crontold. Corntold. Cornhole. As Cestubus, uh the wall uh, picks up with you, uh, tries to grab you um, and do damage to you, but it misses you, but it's still pushing. Um, and eventually it, it pushes so quickly, it pushes you directly into the room that the ladies are occupying um, with uh, the a narrow walkway as it runs along the walls. There are seemingly five exits from the chamber that you are now in. The wall stopped and it has locked you into this chamber. Um, at both the right and left side of the pit are two open archways and across the pit are three doors two wooden doors flank an iron plated door in the center the only other noticeable feature in this chamber is what looks like a massive pile of moldy furs and feathers until that pile moves and you can hear this sort of uh, this, this sound of like of something as an artificer you have seen this sort of thing before with people making toys Cestrobus of like they'll like wind up a small toy and it's supposed to make a noise and you you hear the click 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 hello sir like you've heard that before in, in a someone making that sort of thing um, this has the same sound of like click 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 and then this voice starts to like get it's like getting to pace like it's trying to talk but it's starting out real slow and it's building up its speed you know uh, and it goes <laughs> it goes welcome folks to the I'm happy I can help you out I'm Patchy the Owlbear and it uh, starts to speak and as it does it grows out of the pit and you see this uh, this creature that is an owl bear shape but it's massive like it was uh, a statue somewhere and patches of fur and patches of feathers have been stitched together on this creature and it continues to say the same thing in an uh, almost robotic and animatronic voice of welcome, welcome to the, the lucky unicorn, unicorn. <laughs> And then it lunges forward and starts to strike at you all. And that, I think, is where we're going to end today's session.